What is up, everybody? Dan Dan the Fireman here for the After the Ride podcast. I want to jump right into it. And I had a question during my live stream on the Dan Dan the Fireman channel from Alan Taylor. And he's asking, what's the most important thing a rider needs to know to be safe on the road? And I gave him a gut reaction. I gave him a, a, something that just kind of blurted out. And I think that's that's how I do things. It's It's very very gut like my first instinct and I think that's served me pretty well so what I told him was you need to understand motorcycling is dangerous sounds pretty simple doesn't it It sounds pretty simple when you say that you know everyone understands motorcycling is dangerous that's why you have gear that's why you need training all these different things but why I said you need to understand it it's not neat you need to know that motorcycling is dangerous you need to understand that motorcycling is dangerous you need to understand why so why is motorcycling dangerous um, let's go ahead and go back just a little bit. I understand that you guys uh, all relate to motorcycling, but the best way I can relate uh, understanding why something is dangerous, it kind of goes back to my firefighter and EMT training. With firefighting, we already know that uh, it's dangerous. Everyone knows firefighting is dangerous. Everyone knows uh, police and, and EMS and fire, all that stuff is dangerous, but why? Okay. It's it, a lot of the obvious stuff pops out. Well, police get shot at, uh, firefighters can get burned, uh, EMTs. A lot of people are like, ah, I don't know. Is that really dangerous? It is. And understanding why helps, uh, organizations and helps individuals mitigate those dangers. Uh, it's, it's not always just fire. The fire itself doesn't kill very many firefighters. It does, but it doesn't kill very many. Uh, what kills a lot of firefighters is literally traffic traffic control. Um, another thing that kills firefighters is cancer. Another thing that kills firefighters is roof collapse. Another thing that fire, kills firefighters is depression and PTSD and suicide. Same thing with police, same thing with EMS. Uh, police obviously get shot at. Um, I don't know too much about police because I don't do police, but EMTs, uh, biohazards. We are in contact with sick people. That's why they're calling us. And there's a good chance of getting HIV, hepatitis C, hepati all the hepatitises, MRSA, uh, shingles, all these different things that are contagious. So how do we, you know, f mitigate that? We know it's dangerous, but why is it dangerous? How is it dangerous? All these different things. And start asking this about motorcycling, too, while you're listening to this. Um, with firefighting, it's like I said, it's not necessarily only uh, fires, but, you know, building collapse. So why is that? You know, what can we learn? So part of firefighting is knowing what types of buildings are, you know, what, what are they? What are they made of? You know, is it uh, wood shake shingles on the top or is it tiles on the top? Is it a metal? Is it uh, wood? It, it, it does play quite a bit. So we have to start to learn how to read uh, smoke to make sure, you know, what kind of stuff is burning. We need to know, you know, how long the fire has been burning for structural collapse. Is the AC unit on the top or on the bottom in the backyard? All these different things we need to understand to mitigate the dangers that are associated with firefighting. And throughout the years, um, there's been new standards, new things to help prevent a lot of that danger to make it safer. It's not going to be safe, 100% safe. It's going to be safer. Same thing with EMS. You know, you wear gloves, you wear eye protection, uh, um, you wear protection over the mouth so you don't inhale particles. All these different things uh, to mitigate some of these problems with all the other training that we do. So now let's equate that to motorcycling. We understand that it's dangerous. We know that it's dangerous. We know that if you get into a crash, there's a good possibility of, of injury and death. We know that. But then how do we 
prevent that or how do we make that less pretty much less happening uh, let's make it so that doesn't happen very much there we go um what what do we do and it really goes back to the training it really goes back to knowing what types of accidents are out there knowing how things typically happen and then now what can we do to prevent that for ourselves and if we can't prevent that and it's just like a fluke or something crazy like a deer running out how do we prevent that so how do we mitigate that? We'll wear full gear. That's pretty one of the. It's pretty much one of the simple things to do is just to wear all the gear all the time. Okay, but that's not always going to save us. So a car pulling out in front of us, how do we mitigate that? Our gear might do a good job, but there's still a good chance of having very bad injuries or death from that, depending on the speed. So how do we prevent you know a car turning left in front of us? Well, we can't prevent the car, just like firefighters can't prevent uh, a fire. It just happens, and then we get called to it. We're there to solve a problem. So when a car is pulling out in front of us, we're here to solve a problem here. A problem just got presented to us. How do we solve that problem safely as possible? And typically it's going to be a swerve or emergency braking and then swerve or swerve then braking. That's what we're going to do. Okay, but then how do we prevent it? Now, part of the whole firefighting thing, remember, there's fire prevention. We have fire inspectors that go to places and say, this needs to have sprinklers, this needs to have uh, uh, stop blocks in the construction, basically so fire can't travel very well. Uh, these need to have fire doors so they close in, in when alarm gets shut so that fire and smoke doesn't travel. So that's all preventative measures that will help firefighters stay safe when it comes to things. And it might even prevent an incident to where the firefighters aren't even called. So how do we equate that to fire or to motorcycling so a car turning left in front of us how do we prevent that well we can't prevent the car turning in front of us but what we can do is see ahead and look and predict hey we're coming up to an intersection uh, there's good possibility that a car could turn in front of us because it's an intersection so we have this predictive hazard we have this zone of that could be dangerous just like when we enter a fire uh, or a house fire we know that this this is dangerous and we have to constantly be on aware situational awareness how long has this fire been burning is there an ac unit on the top is it going to collapse through if this fire has been burning for 10 minutes we have a very good chance of uh the fire uh, collapsing the roof because the structural members and the attic is on fire so it's time to pull out and do a defensive fire so when we're going up to an intersection, we need to be thinking, okay, uh, this is an intersection. I need to present myself better. I need to move over to this lane position. I need to go ahead and move a little bit so that my headlight is moving so that I'm, now I'm a moving object so I'm seen better. I'm also going to uh, cover the front brakes, not apply them, but cover the front brakes just so I can remove part of that reaction time um, so that when I start applying the brakes, my total stopping distance is reduced so maybe that will save me all these different techniques. And then if something does happen and those techniques don't work, now what do we do? We need to swerve, we need to break, we need to do all these different things. So that really comes with understanding, you know, that it is dangerous, but then why is it dangerous? How do we mitigate that specific danger? And then apply those skills, always be aware of them, be always be conscious, always practice. So practicing your skills uh, is very important, but then how do you get those skills? We're gonna take another step back and this is what I can, consistently do with everything take an objective objective uh view of of the problems at hand so how do we get these skills well you take a class take an msf uh basic rider course class take an msf basic rider course class two where you bring your own bike or take an advanced class definitely take a beginner class first or you know swing on by ddfmcrew.com booyah 
um i have a bunch of stuff on that website that will teach you friction zone will teach you how to emergency brake will teach you how to swerve teach you how to do u-turns figure eights all these different things and those are all great skills to know because that's the basics that's how to control your bike if you can't control the bike you can't swerve you can't brake you can't do nothing you can't shift you don't understand all these things if you don't know how to control the bike same thing with knowing how to control your uh, SCBA, the big uh, compressed air tank on the back of firefighters. You need to know how to how to use it in case of emergency. You need to know how to turn it off, turn it on. You need to do. Uh, you need to check your regulator, make sure you have enough air. You need to know how to use buddy breathing just in case you run out of, uh, of compressed air and your or your buddy runs out of compressed air. You combine the both. So you need to know how to use your equipment, and your bike is equipment. So you need to know how to swerve. You need to know how far your bike can lean. You need to know how your brakes are uh, react to your, your, your squeeze. All these different things. So yes, Alan Taylor, what's the most important thing a rider needs to know to be safe on the road? That it's dangerous. You need to understand how it's dangerous, why it's dangerous, all these different things. And then start taking steps back. You know, as intersections are dangerous. Why? Because of this, this, and this. Okay, now what can I do to mitigate this, this, and this? Well, I do training with this, this, and this. Boom, that is solved. Now curves, okay? You can go into curves. You can go into uphill, downhill. You can go into parking lot. You can go into highway riding. You can go into wind. You can go into rain. You can go into this. You can go into this. You can... But these are all situations that typically wouldn't come up to you until you experienced it. And that's the beauty of this channel and other channels is that we're constantly telling you out there that this is a danger, this is a danger, this is a danger, this is a danger, this is how you fix it, this is how you fix it, this is how you fix it. And before you know it, you have 20, 30 situations with solutions that is in your toolbox. So now when you go out riding, anytime those situations come up, you have practiced and trained to mitigate and solve those problems. You really need to treat motorcycling like it's a job. And I treat it like it's a job. And I also treat other things like this. I treat hiking. I treat camping. I treat driving my car long distance. I treat sitting here and worrying about carpal tunnel. Um, my ass is, is getting flat because I'm not working out because I'm not freaking, you know, uh, working out because I'm so focused on doing all this stuff. But it's not healthy. It's not good. How do I mitigate that? How do I mitigate, you know, heart disease? I'm starting to figure out all these things and all these problems and trying to find solutions. And you have to do that. We're pretty, pretty vulnerable creatures. We are so vulnerable. It is so easy to die on this planet as humans. And the best thing you could possibly do to be 100% safe is just not to ride. But that's not what we're here for. We enjoy riding. We enjoy driving. We enjoy hiking. We enjoy uh, getting on the computer. We enjoy all these different things. But there is a consequence to a lot of these things. And how do we reduce the negative consequences? And that's by understanding that pretty much everything in this world is dangerous to humans, um, especially motorcycling. But why, how, what, all these different things that we need to start figuring out and solving so that we're not in a position of absolute danger all the time. Because then that induces panic, that induces anxiety, and it's not a fun ride. So knowing for every situation what to do makes for an amazing ride. It helps out so much because the anxiety and, and all that stuff is, is reduced quite a bit. 
And then when you know what to do, you feel like you're in control. You have confidence. And then if you keep practicing, you have more and more and more. And then you'll get to the point where it's time for an advanced class. It's time to to blow up my skills and be taught by an actual coach and instructor. And that's very, very important to do. So Alan Taylor, great question. I, I like to talk and talk and talk. But uh, once again, what's the most important thing a rider needs to know to be safe on the road? You need to understand that motorcycling is dangerous and why it's dangerous and then follow that rabbit hole okay guys with that said i hope you guys ride safe be safe and swing on by the ddfm crew discord i have a link in the description uh, on youtube but it's basically discord.gg slash dan dan the fireman and we have 21 close to 2200 members as of right now and there is an amazing support community in there that will talk with you, hang out with you, answer your questions, no matter what it is. Okay, guys, I'll see you around.